Okay, welcome to Emmett Audio. So, I'm in the middle of a documentary right now, it's on Netflix. Uh, um, might be called The Biggest Night in Pop. It's about the night in January 28th, 1985, when We Are the World was recorded right after the American Music Awards um, to support the famine that was happening in Ethiopia at the time. And this was a project that was envisioned by Harry Belafonte. And then uh, the, the torch got carried by Lionel Richie, Quincy Jones, and Michael Jackson. <clears throat> And the, I think the, the producer's name was Carl Kagan, who was the, the main producer who was pulling all this together. And the idea was to create something that would be a hit, that would then be, <clears throat> that would generate profits that could be donated to buy food for Africa. And because they got th those four people on board, right off the bat, they were able to rope in more and more artists, and then because they chose to have it when the American Music Awards were happening, uh, they were able to get, <clears throat> I think, 15 to 30, I think maybe 30 artists, from Smokey Robinson, Stevie Wonder, Ray Charles, Bruce Springsteen, Bob Dylan, Cindy Lauper, Kenny Loggins, Willie Nelson, uh, Donna Ross, Dionne Warwick, Paul Simon, Holland Oates, uh, the lead singer from Journey, uh, Huey Lewis, <clears throat> and, and a bunch more people whose names I'm forgetting, and forgive me, but it, it sounded like, so then, Lionel Richie and Michael Jackson wrote We Are the World sort of in the days leading up to it and they managed to write something that was that really was an anthem that was possible for everybody to sing and then it has if you know the song it's essentially everyone gets these solos that are you know a couple bars and then it's on to the next person and these are people who are huge artists in their own right and Lionel Richie describes the moment when they're you know, it sounds like they all arrive and they're sort of standing in a choir-like formation, singing the, the chorus, but then... But then, uh... They have them all stand in a circle around these, sort of, around these microphones. <clears throat> and Lionel Richie describes it as being kind of an electrifying moment because everybody's staring across the circle at absolute legends. And they don't want to screw up. Right? They want to put their best foot forward. And, and I've been thinking ever since. I, I couldn't finish the, the movie because my old dog needed me to go to bed with her so that she wasn't freaking out on her anti-anxiety medication. So I had to stop. <clears throat> I've got about 20 more minutes to go, but it, it, it sounds... Hold on, I have to put on her orange handkerchief. Here you go, sweetie. Put you down. There you go. 
you're okay. You're okay. It it sounds like a like a moment in time unlike any other where these people all came together essentially because everybody because it was the, the cool thing to do. And so they were all together actually working on a project all together and having to put their egos aside for this larger vision, right? They were not there to have an artistic vision. They were there to be supportive of this cause and lend their voice to this cause. And it sounds like that's such a powerful thing and such a rare moment to have everybody contributing in a in a, a modest way to something and not feeling the need to put their stamp on it. And indeed, there are moments where various people try to change things and they essentially have one night. They have like from midnight till six in the morning after the American Music Awards to make this thing happen. And so, you know, at one point, Stevie Wonder wants to put in a line in Swahili and, you know, all these people are like, I don't speak Swahili and nor do the people who are starving in Africa. Uh, you know, this is not, this is not the right thing in the moment. And, and Lionel Richie describes how, you know, if you let one, one of these people who are all used to having their way have uh, artistic say, then everybody's going to have their say. So it just strikes me as such an interesting moment and so telling about like what it is that actually gives us fulfillment and satisfaction in life because you can see that for all the success that these people have you know essentially the success is leading them to this moment where they can be in this room together and be a be a part of this group of people who are doing this thing together and it's also you know it gets them all back to this place of like what is their love of music and what is music for and what is art for and and what is their voice like what what do they bring to the table you know <laughs> interestingly uh one of the most uncomfortable people is bob dylan who in 1985 was not at a high point in his career but who also you know is in a room full of amazing singers and he knows that he's not an amazing singer. He just looks uncomfortable. And I've yet to see if he sort of pulls it out of the back and has, I don't know if he has a solo. I don't know if he, I've yet to see him actually sing. And, uh, you know, whereas Paul Simon, who's not an amazing singer, does sing. He has a solo, you know, a couple lines. And uh, it's not amazing, but he's, he's there in a very sort of modest sort of way. And it's just... You know, it's such a fascinating glimpse because it's unlike anything else that you see. And it makes me aware of how, how often we operate alone in life. If you have a vision for, you know, what you're hoping to accomplish, that's a vision that you have for yourself alone. Um, and that's fine. That's, that's good. That's, that's what gets you to a place where you can then take part in larger things, where you get asked to, to be a part of larger things. But let's not fool ourselves. It's often the larger things that make us feel really like, like we've done something special in our lives. That's something that's mattered, something that's, you know, that like a unique moment in time. I often think about how 
there must be these amazing moments in music recording history where um, you know where where some of these things that are just the most amazing things get recorded and and I wonder if the musicians in the recording studio recognize that moment when it happens if they if they look at each other and think this is going to be a huge hit this is absolutely enormous and what we've accomplished here is so cool i think they must and you know and i i can't help but think that part of what you are feeling in that moment is the collective feeling of something greater than what any one of them could pull together on their own coming together. Which is why I think, you know, you probably don't have that feeling when you're by yourself. Even if you're a songwriter and you think, wow, this is going to be an amazing song, you probably don't realize just how amazing it could be until you have that moment in the recording studio with other people where it comes together in this in this amazing way. And I wonder, in this, especially in this world of people recording stuff just by themselves in a booth or maybe doing all of the recording of a piece. Um, I wonder if that's lacking that. You know, there's, there was that famous hit, I don't know, five, six years ago. I think it was the one that goes, I wear my sunglasses at night. But it might have been a different one, similar, where the legend was that, you know, the guy recorded it in his dorm room or something like that by himself and played all the parts and that was that. And you know, and Prince was famous for doing that as well, that he would often do the, the studio recordings of his songs entirely by himself, playing all the instruments. And that's cool. There's a certain amount of control that you get with that. But, but man, it also seems quite likely that, excuse me, that you just miss out on you just miss out on so much when you don't have those experiences with other people. I don't know. There's no take-home message from this except to say you should probably watch this documentary. It's thrilling. And um, and that, you know, it makes me think a lot about... I, I would like to be... I would like to take part in a moment like that. You know, it doesn't have to be the pinnacle moment, but I would like to be at a moment in my life where I realize, wow, we just made something that is going to be so meaningful in other people's lives for years to come, or this is absolute gold, this is so good, and it didn't exist five minutes ago. Like, that lick that made it so good is, you know, it, it like, it came out of nowhere. And I don't know, uh, I don't know what that, what form that will take in my life, uh, but I think it would be the privilege of my life to get to be a part of something like that. Thank you for listening. Talk tomorrow.